Sentire Media Well, hello and thank you so much for downloading our podcast. My name is Jason. Good morning, Ashley. Ciao. And this is Ashley to my left. And together we run, own, and operate La Tavola Marque and Agriturismo Cooking School and beautiful destination here in the foothills of the Peony Mountains in Piobico. You might be thinking, who is this? What's going on with this podcast? Yes, we're back. It's been well over a month, I'm sure. Yes, today is 2 July. It's a gorgeous day here in Italy, and uh, the sun is shining. We are procrastinating. It's 8.29 in the morning. We should have been up and at him and working. Gaji's down in the garden. Gaji, Gaji is. The godster is down <laughs> in, in the fact, garden. In fact, we're kind of hiding out here. I didn't call down to him because I wanted to be able to get this podcast done before he calls and starts barking for Jason to get down in the garden so i thought i'll sneak by not say anything and let's uh let's try to get this in the can uh it is a very rare occurrence here in the middle of the summer that we have no guests at our house and this was uh very smartly planned by ashley to uh we just had a wedding here last weekend and um it's she very very smartly planned um a little break a 48 hour break well and when we have the whole house full it's nice when we have to flip it to be able to go through the rooms and check everything and give ourselves a little break too so it's good because this is about to become full-on family season time here come yeah family season starts so here comes all the kids and uh broken shit <laughs> yeah lots of shit to get broken <laughs> Oh, oh my, my gosh. The wedding went really well. It was really sweet. One of our neighbors um, came by with a Vespa and uh, so they could take some pictures on a Vespa, which I think came out absolutely adorable. And the food was beautiful. You had a great menu. And it was just total success. 20 people. And yeah, it was really, really nice. Really, really 21. nice. Everyone had a good time, I think. And the weather worked out. And it was perfect. It was perfect. Um, we've got been getting some. It's nice today. We've been getting some rain int- uh, intermittently, yeah. so it's been really great for the garden. Uh, the garden is exploding. The uh, the zucca, the uh, squashes, and the and the pumpkins. Oh and all my that gosh! Are, are just huge uh the tomatoes are doing great because we'll get that rain and and, and, then, and it's warm yeah we get rain and then hot so today we had rain like uh two days ago and uh today is going to be hot so it, the garden just just explodes it's doing really really well summer's in full swing we had it we had to go down to the coast yesterday to uh like the big um the store where you get all the bulk stuff for uh for businesses and that's on the coast and um we had lunch. Uh, we had some fish for lunch, and everyone is out at the beach. It was a pack. No, I was like, it's Tuesday, and look how many people are here. Really interesting. The first week of June, a lot I mean, of July. I'm sorry, July. A lot of shops took the week off. Mm-hmm. Um, the barber in Piobico, uh, Fushiani went on vacation this week. Uh, the fruit, fruit of Vendolo, the fruit and vegetable stand, mm-hmm. um, brother and sister. Are they married? No, brother and sister. They're brother and sister, right. Um, so I don't know if that's I, – I don't know. It just Is that a coincidence or is the first week of July – Something. Like a, just a known – like the uh, 15th of the week of 15th of August. We, you just I don't know. Known. Maybe they're celebrating 4th of July. 
So anyway, <laughs> he gave me the biggest uh, eye roll. <laughs> yeah, you did get an eye roll on that. So Wednesday, today is today's Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday, and it's back to work. People show up. The uh, house is gonna get going, and with all this rain, that means I get to ride. I get to push, ride, and and weed whack my heart to my heart's content. Yes. Well, since we haven't done a podcast in a while, let's take a few things back, like to the World Cup. I mean, I know it's still going on, but Italy is out. But um, we, this year we went in to town and watched some of the matches with the locals, and it is a sight. It is. So much fun to see how passionate these people get. Chairs go in the air. And we're talking this can, some of the games were starting at midnight, some at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, but all across 2 a.m. And the bars would be open and have TVs outside and all of the chairs set up. And the chairs would go into traffic. And only if, like, a bus, something really wide came when the chairs get up and move. Otherwise, the cars would kind of make their way around them. It was just... and. Everyone's there, and it's warm summer night, and it smells like kind of that honeysuckle and jasmine, and you get a beer, and you just cheer along. I didn't care about the game at all, or the match. Sorry, I keep saying game. But um, it was so much fun. I don't know. It, it's really cool. That's I, some of that small town living. I made a short video. It's up on YouTube. Yeah, I don't care about the games either. All I know is it's one month of American football season starts. I know, but it's like the talk of the town. Like, of course, then, of course. And even everyone, everyone talks about it. I don't. Everyone gets heated about the Italians, and there's not enough good Italian talent anymore. And I would never. I don't know enough to talk about the game. I, I just, know. I just say yes, yes. Like, yeah, we watched. Go Forza, Forza, Zuri. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not. It's. I can't comment. I'm not really into calcio. Well, if you want to see a slice of life, check out the YouTube video on uh, the World Cup on our YouTube page for La Tavola Marque. And it's a little two-minute video of just from young to old, everyone out on the streets watching the games. (laughs) What else? Oh, well, speaking of that, I'm doing a little web series called Taste of Italy. And all the videos are about two minutes and under. And some of them are little snippets from cooking classes that, that I just kind of taped from the live class of what's going on and spliced together like the Cristata video. Um, there's are like the World Cup, a little slice of life like that. Sometimes it'll be something from the garden. I want to do some stuff down there. And so subscribe to our YouTube channel, La Tabla Marque. There you go. Um, a little update from something that we talked about maybe two podcasts ago. We talked about the the um, test that we have to take for the to get our um, renew our permanent visa and to get our citizenship. Yes. Well, we just uh, the um, test we were supposed to take was last Thursday or Friday when we were having the wedding party here and all the stuff was going on. So we talked to the people at the that we were supposed to talk to, and it turns out yes. Resubmit the whole thing. So we're talking. We thought we were in. We thought we were in. We thought we, thought we, we were had, getting a waiver, like yeah, a, a, a just a get hookup. But yeah, we, in, thought we, we, we thought we were getting the hookup. We that's, thought we were getting the that's hookup. kind of the real thing. <laughs> so we so this we went up there and we talked to the lady and it turns out she's from around here and blah 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 blah. She said just g- give me this certificate that you need and I'll I'll see what I can do. And um, as it turns out, uh, she can't do anything. (laughs) She don't shit. So we get to start the whole thing over. So today I will resubmit the request for this test. It will take three months for them to answer. They will answer and tell me that the test will be in three months from the date that they answer. So we're looking at six months from the 1st of July. 
Six? Yeah. It was six months. Think about it. I did it in January, and our test date was the 20th. We have to do it before December. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, can't, I don't know what to tell you. Oh. If I do it today, it'll be six months. They respond in three and tell you that the test will be in three months. So if because I did it in January and they responded in three months and the test was at the end of June. Oh, I, I think that then she was saying then we have the grace period between there now and then to get into another test. Oh, uh, I think you're making stuff up as we go along. Anyway, know. I'm going to redo it today. We'll see what happens and. This is the uh, this is the wonderful things you get to go through in trying to figure out the bureaucracy of Italy. Is you just keep you you have to outlast them. I will never give up. I will not stop until we have this stupid test document that we completed in our hands and our passport. Once we get our passport, it's all over. We're Italian citizens. It'll be so awesome. No more immigration. And we were talking to uh, Ashley's cousin who is an American who married an Australian. And it's not like Italy is is um, special with how horrible their immigration process is. It's it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. every for whether it's Australia or for America, his, America, his wife trying to li- they lived in America for a bit. It, they don't make it easy. Like no. it's not it's not customer service oriented <laughs> immigration. This is not Nordstrom's. <laughs> no, you can't return a tire and tell them that, that I bought it here. <laughs> so um, we'll Drew, we'll see what happens. I'll do it today. It's on the list of to dos. Oh my gosh, that list is getting longer. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we want to talk about? Ooh, on the also on the to do list today is Nochino. I got to make some Nochino. What is Nochino, Ashley? What do you should ask, Jason? Nochino is a walnut liquor from the area, from kind of this central Italy area. I know it's made into Tuscany as well, and parts of Umbria. And um, we make it with the green walnuts while they're young. And the recipe that I use keeps them whole. I know a lot of recipes. Recipes also, you have to cut them or quarter them. Why is it called nochino? Nochino is for walnut. What's because what's a walnut? Nochi. There you go. Okay. So it's like little walnut, and because they're small and green and little, and you put it in the sun. This is the liquor that I like to call it biblical because it's in the sun for forty days and forty nights. So you take these, uh, you know, for every recipe, I think it's twenty-five um, walnuts and a clove. Uh, like a hand, like four or five cloves, vanilla stick, cinnamon stick, or vanilla bean cinnamon stick, um, some sugar, and booze, and you um, put it out in the sun and shake it every few every so often to incorporate the sugar and keep it out there for the forty days and forty nights. Then you bring it in into a cool, warm, dark, a cool, dark place um, for another thirty days. Then you strain it all and you put it away again, and then you don't pour the first glass until christmas eve so no chino it's really good it's spicy with the cloves and with the cinnamon and vanilla it has that wintry fall (sighs) holiday flavor i love it so i've got to make that today i'm i've got it all started but what else is going on oh um this is july starts festival season there are festivals going on Everywhere, all every weekend from here until the middle of September. Yeah. So a great place to find if you're coming to Marque uh, to find out what festivals are going on. Where is a site called Marque in Festa and uh, M A R C H E I N F E S T A dot 
uh, it punto eat Marque and festa and um some some festivals that are going on at the begin uh, this weekend here in Marque is um they're actually a ton there's the 30th uh festival of beer in Monte Cassino, and that's in Macerata. That's in Southern Marquet. Uh, mind you, we will not be able to go to any of these or enjoy no. any of this. <gasps> we are going to the rally. It's oh, the yeah. rally de next, San Marino. Next, I got to look that up. Next weekend is the rally of San Marino that always passes. What is rally? Rally are the crazy cars that look like um, little two-door hatchbacks. And uh, this is the one where you would see on those scariest like <laughs> motorsport shows where yeah. the people stand like right on the track, and if the car rolls off the track, it kills people. So you don't stand on the outside of the turns. Um, but it's really fun, and they it come is. literally, you know, right near our house. Oh in the my hills. god, it's so much fun! Uh, and then they a, pass our back road. It's awesome. It's, it's a great so time. So we'll be going to that next weekend. But uh, if you're not going to be right here at our in front of our house, you can go to the Gelato Festival 2014 in Senegalia, and that's in the province of Ancona. It's probably about 20 minutes north of Ancona. Or about 10 minutes south of Fano. 10 minutes south of Fano, and I'm sure Maki will be there this week. They will be there this weekend for that. Um, uh, Chena in Bianco in Camerino, and a flash mob and a, pic- and a famous picnic from everywhere in the world. So, I don't know what they're going to do. That sounds kind of cool. Uh, uh, there's a lavender festival, mm-hmm. and that's in Archavia. <laughs> Look at the one below it. What? Porky's Day. <laughs> Porky's Day for, uh, <laughs> for Biker's Day. <laughs> um, oh, the 18th annual Sagra di Porchetta, in, del Porchetta, in Monte San Vito, and that's in the province of Ancona. Um, Sangria Festival. Uh, Concerts, yoga Pasatelli Festival in Ostra And that's in Ancona There are tons, we're talking tons So Hoppy days Hoppy day, oh that's beer Beer fest So, uh, yeah, if you're planning on an event If you're planning on coming to Italy in the, July, August you, Tons and tons of festivals Each region has their own site Probably something like this So just Google If you're it. not able to make our Thursday pizza nights There's just, um, always the Giovedi al Castello In um, Gradara Which oh, is like right. the reenactment Which is really cool So every Thursday they do like the storming of the castle And reenactment And the fireworks And the costumes And whole spectacolo Which uh I'm sure is worth and, it. And uh, Gradara is a tiny walled uh, town right near San Marino. Um, Ca- walled castle. Walled like castle town. Completely uh, intact wall. Yeah, it's maybe 15 minutes from San Marino. It's right off the Adriatic um, Adriatic Autostrada that goes right down um, near Pesaro, between Pesaro and Rimini. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. Um, what else? What else? Gosh. Well, you, honestly, the th- here's the problem. I know. This is, I was going to say, look, that's what... work. So, I mean, there's, everyone's been really, our guests have been really cool. There's been no crazy accidents or crazy, um, We've incidents. had some hail, but nothing yeah, to really report no on. crazy weather. It was um, hot, hot, hot for about, a, about 10 days in the, uh, mid, mid June. So it was like in the 30, like in the nineties every day. Um, but then it then it broke, and we have had this sunny three days, rainy one day weather, which has been great for the garden. I wish we had. This is why it's hard to do a podcast because. Do you guys want to hear about all the bathrooms I have to clean today? <laughs> no. 
And he's really not even cleaning. <laughs> oh, you are cleaning. You're doing one bathroom today. Um, or do you want to hear about how the chickens are all still alive, incredibly producing quite nicely, yet every morning at 5.30, a fox comes to the coop and tries to scratch its way in. I find the digging marks. And you, they squawk box and go crazy. But we were talking to the groom, actually, from the wedding. And he's a podcast listener. Not necessarily. I don't know if they listen to ours. But um, he likes podcasts in general. And he was saying, you know, why not do some that are shorter? And I think we might do some short ones. What do you think, Jay? A little five-minuter? Yeah, or, yeah, like five, ten minute, like just a recipe, what's going on, and keep it moving. But just so, like, we can stay in touch. But while it's the summer, it's so hard for us to... Well, I don't want to be boring either. Like, exactly. this is it right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I got the eyes. Those were not the, those were not the come hither eyes. Those no. were the... We'll talk about this after... <laughs> Okay, so let's give you guys something uh, that we've been doing uh, here, uh, a recipe we've been doing that um, is really easy, perfect for this time of year because stone fruit are here. Stone fruit, peaches, nectarines, plums, those kind of things. And um, as it gets really hot, you don't want to turn on your your oven to make a dessert, make something sweet. So we've been doing poached fruit a lot, and we've been poaching them in white wine. Uh, If you don't want to use wine, uh, you can poach in tea. Um, poaching in tea is really, really nice because it's a light, subtle flavor that you can then um, – doesn't really change the, the flavor of the fruit so much. So what do I do? I cut peaches in half and just kind of with a paring knife, you know, cut them uh, – uh, run the paring knife through them and you'll feel the knife go onto the pit and go all the way around. And then as you turn both halves in opposite directions, they should separate. Now, if the nut, if the nut or the pit or the um, – uh, stone, as you call it, doesn't come out easily if you can't just pull it out. Go ahead and take the paring knife that, on the um, one half that the stone didn't come out and score maybe um, a centimeter in or half an inch in around the pit so that when you cook them and, and uh, the, the peach is cooked, you can just very easily remove the, the pit. It's pre-cut. Um, then all you want to do is maybe put That's a, better than trying to remove it right then, cut it out. It depends. Sometimes if you get a spoon and you can get in there and it'll just, with a little help, it can pop out. But what you don't want to do is bruise and mush up the fruit. Like rip it. Rip it out or like put so much force on it that one of your fingers like it starts denting the, mm-hmm. the fruit in. Also very important. Sorry, I should have, I should have led with this. Yeah. Uh, you don't want very ripe, ripe fruit. So you don't want soft you know, nice, soft, ready to like peach that you would eat. I would use ones that are a little bit firmer, kind of on the, more towards the hard side, and that um, would be ripe in a couple of days. And it doesn't matter what you do, whether it's a uh, peach, a nectarine, or a plum, you'll just change the amount of time that it has to cook. So you've got your peach, nectarine, or plum cut in half. You've either scored or removed the stone. Um, now turn the uh, turn it on, on the other side and put a little X in the um, skin so you can peel the skin really easily on the on the back. And you're going to put them into a pot or a pan that uh, just fits all the fruit. So if you're doing it for four people, you'll do four peaches, and you want a pan that just fits the fruit, not a whole lot of space. Because if you have a whole lot of space, then you need to have a whole lot more liquid to uh to cover the fruit or cover the fruit halfway and if you're talking about wine you might need two three bottles of wine if you put them in a giant pot so you know put them in a pot or pan that works just to fit them and now from here you want to put in your aromatics or your flavorings and that can be whatever you want 
I usually put in as uh, one little tiny sprig of rosemary, a uh, sprig of thyme, a uh, little bit of zest of lemon, a juniper berry. Um, but that's what I'm doing. You guys can do whatever you want. You want a vanilla bean. You want a little cinnamon. You want a uh, lavender, a, a piece of lavender. It, do, it really, really doesn't matter. And then you're going to do your poaching liquid, which is going to be a couple of spoonfuls of sugar and a uh, liquid – uh, halfway up the fruit and that can be either tea it can be juice it can be careful with juice because juice is really sweet usually and it'll change the the flavor of the peaches i use white wine or i'll use rosé or i'll use whatever's around if i've got half a bottle of white wine and, a, and two fingers of red in a bottle somewhere then i'll just throw them together uh, the great part about this also is you can poach now as we get in as stone fruit leave and the apples and the um pears come now you just do the same thing we're doing now with peaches with pears and change it to a red wine so you got your half your liquid halfway up you got a couple of spoonfuls of sugar you got whatever aromatics you want and now you're going to take either um, parchment paper and lay it over the top um, push it into the top so it's touching the fruit or you could do foil and take make a foil lid and just cut slits in it with a knife or take a um, your the lid for the pan and leave it three quarters of the way on. What you want to do is you want to have some lid to catch the humidity and keep it on the fruit, but you want also the uh, the the uh, liquid to evaporate as it cooks. You're going to bring it up to the boil and lower it to a nice a nice uh, medium simmer, and you're going to let them go for peaches and nectarines full size. I do six minutes on one side. And then I do another four to six minutes on the other side. Always start with the cut side down. Um, it's also going to depend on the size of your fruit and the ripeness of your fruit. Just take your paring knife, just like with a potato, and just kind of stick it into the fruit. And you'll feel when it's, right, when it's done and when it's not. If you overcook them, they turn into mushy peaches or mushy plums or mushy whatever. So air on the side of a little bit undercooked, and then you can just put them on a plate, uh, remove them from the liquid, put them on a plate, and let them cool either on the counter or you can stick them in the fridge. Then what you do is you have your poaching liquid. And now we're going to reduce our poaching liquid to make the syrup. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't drain. No, no, no. Don't drain it <laughs> away. You're going to leave the syrup, in the, leave the liquid in the pan or the pot. Now you're going to turn that on. You're going to slowly reduce that down until it coats the back of a spoon. It doesn't have to be thick like syrup syrup, but it doesn't... It, it can't be watery either. Give it a taste. If it's a little tart, give it a little bit of sugar. I want usually I don't make it sweet. The syrup I just take the tartness off the off the off the syrup. So it's usually about another half to one tablespoon of sugar, depending. But the the um, the fruit should be sweet. Then <coughs> let that cool. Strain it through a strain it through a nice fine mesh strainer. Cut the peaches in quarters, arrange them on the plate, a little whipped cream or mascarpone cream or something creamy with it, and drizzle the syrup over the top, which will now be a nice deep pinky color. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's super duper simple. I know I took the long way around explaining it, but really all you're doing is cutting peaches in half, putting some kind of aromatic into the pan, Covering the – putting liquid halfway up the, the fruit, a little bit of sugar, bringing up to the boil, lower to the simmer, and then just removing the fruit and reducing that liquid. That is it. And it's, it is and, – and I say beautiful like it looks so pretty on the plate and the colors, but it's also such a nice way to end a meal in the summer when – 
maybe you've had a big barbecue or something and you want something light and the idea of a peach pie maybe is too heavy and this is a really nice alternative. Absolutely. And super duper easy. Literally, it's a 15-minute thing. And it's like gluten-free. Don't even get me started. Oh, here's a good one that I forgot. Okay, so we had the last couple weeks, we've had a lot of deer activity. Like we've heard the male roe deer, the male deer, he barks at night. It's his mating call. And he may, do you want to do it on the podcast? Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley's really good at it. She sounds like a male roe deer. It's like, okay, the cats are going crazy. It's not a bark. It's not a, it's weird. It's something, it took us years to figure out what it was. No, it did not take us years. It was our first winter and we heard it right away. We were but like, no one what knew the hell? What, no one knew yes, what it was. Yes, we asked Fushiani, those people, everyone we asked immediately. And they so were like, what was it that we didn't know what it was? Oh, was it the, the owls, the screechy owl? Yeah, it was something like okay, that, anyways, but whatever. Sorry. Um, we found that out right away. It's a male deer, and that's his mating call to the females. Anyway. And they bark at dusk and dawn. Dusk and dawn all the time. And there's a deer male that lives in the hill ab- across that, the uh, the field from us, and there's one that lives behind the field from us. And people will go on walks and come back and be like, encountered a boar, survived. It's pretty awesome. So... I had a pretty close encounter with a boar last night. So I was walking around and I heard it in the bushes and I was making some noise back and whew, close call. Or we'll get the, so and I'll, do deers or do boars attack? Exactly. And I'll be like, so did you hear something? And they're like, yes. I heard snorting. I heard snorting. And I'll make that noise and I'll say, did it sound something like this? And they're like, Exactly. And I'm like, sorry to burst your bubble of your close encounter with a boar. Because everyone, I think a lot of people, like, it's just kind of seems cool um, and dangerous. But I'm like, there was a horny deer in the bushes nearby. <laughs> your story just took a turn. <laughs> also, the deer are in the hills above you. So it so, sounds like it, they're right next to you. However, yeah. they're probably... A hundred meters away, but above. I mean, sometimes even years later, I'll go outside because I'm like, oh my God, it's got to be right here. Right where here. where just, are you? Where are, are, are you? Are you in the front yard uh-huh. barking at me? No, no, no. It's it in the hill. It just echoes right around yeah, here. Yeah, there's no sound out here. And if you're above, there's nothing in obst- to obstruct the sound. And it just, sound carries. I can be all the way at the bottom <laughs> of the garden and Ashley standing up in the house looking down on the garden. And I can talk in a normal voice. I'll be like, Ashley will be like, You don't have to yell. I can hear you just perfectly. He's like, talk in a regular voice. And I'm like, you mean like this? And he's like, I can hear you. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so weird. And I'm like, I, I don't really like it. I feel like I should be yelling. Shocking. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sorry to say, boar, unfortunately, boar do, will definitely see you and hear you before you see or ever see or hear them. You'll, I've lived, we've lived out here seven years. I've seen a boar... Handful of times. Handful of times. Um, sometimes you'll see, I've seen a boar lots of times at the way far back of a, a field. You'll be driving by and you'll see a bunch of black or dark image, dark objects at the back of a field and you'll sit there and watch and, oh, they're boar, but they're, you know, four or five hundred meters away all the way. The, but as far as coming up on one, you probably won't. If you're chomping through the forest or walking down the road, they smell you. They hear you. They they're going know. the other direction. I mean, they're going to keep an eye on you or whatever, but they're going to they, – they're not looking to attack. <laughs> no. They want you to stay away. Um, they say the one thing that, that when the boar will get aggressive is if you corner them with, with, with when they have uh, piglets, but 
you're not going into the woods as far back into the woods where they're going to be living with their piglets. So don't worry. And unfortunately, you probably did not see a boar. But it, <laughs> but you can go home and tell that story because it's way better than I heard a deer and got freaked well, out. Well, yeah. And guests have seen deer or boar in the front yard, you know, from the windows, like you're saying, in the fields and stuff. But um, thinking that when you were on your walk, that yeah, yeah, evening yeah. stroll. You'll never get up close enough for the, to hear one rustling in the bushes. Most likely not. Oh, keep, the, oh. keep that cell phone ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it's time to get back at it because people are showing up today. The party is over. It's time wah, to... Wah, wah, wah. I know. It was nice. I swim in the pool. I swim in our own I know. pool. Jason pushed me in the pool yesterday. It was awesome. I always want I to did not even see it coming. And normally, I totally am on the lookout for pranks like that. And he was like, oh, how do you think the pool looks? Um, you know, I didn't throw in the robo, the cleaner yesterday since no one was here for two days. And... And I went to totally look at each other. She just- bends over because I'm bending over, like trying to really inspect the pool, like like look down in there. And she's like, "Oh, it looks pretty good to me." And I thought, "Sucker!" And she didn't have all my clothes. I mean, I didn't have like cra- I had Crocs on and like just a shorts and a t-shirt. But yeah, it was- no electronics. I- no, or- no, no. It was just like I was totally not expecting it. I thought this is hysterical. <laughs> well. Enjoy that. So next time we will have this luxury will be the last day of August. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the last day of June and the last day of August we get off. We got off. So not bad. So the next podcast will be... The last day of August. <laughs> no. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh- All right. So we're going to return to the word of the week or the word of the week to the song of the week because we got a lot of um, feedback that you guys dig that. So um, instead of going Italian this week, we're going to go French because honestly, do you guys speak Italian well enough to understand the words that they're saying? The big difference? Probably not. And it's still foreign and it's still fun. So, <laughs> and if the whole idea is also that I was sharing with you guys music from our playlist from cooking classes. Then this is one of my faves. Yeah, I like. I actually really like this. This is from an artist named Zaz Z A Z. It's called Les Passants. Les Passants. Les Passants. Uh, it means the passers-by. And I think my French accent was pretty good on that because if I was saying it in American French, I'd say Les Passants. Les Passants. That sounds, yep. Les Passants. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great song. Um, get her album, especially the first one. It's really fun. And it's that kind of Jazzy. French jazz pop cafe kind of feel. And uh, really good cooking music or dinner party music. It's great. <laughs> Jazzy vocals. Jazzy vocals. That was from my days at the CTC, Columbia Tower Club. All right, here we go. Bring it home. Oh, whatever. yeah, bring it home. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll try to do another podcast soon, and maybe we'll keep them short and sweet, but just put something out there. Um, check out our YouTube page and our Taste of Italy web series. Um, our YouTube page is La Tavola Marche. Our website is latavolamarche.com. Our blog, latavolamarche.blogspot.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at latavolamarche. And the weird one is Instagram at Ashley Bartner. And how do you spell Latavola Marque? L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E punto com. Bravo. (laughs) Have a great day. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, thanks so much. You guys really appreciate it. Um, 
Uh, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend and spread the love and just let them know that this is a podcast that is much more frequent in the wintertime than in the summertime. <laughs> but however, you can go back and listen to all of our podcasts that we've done and find out who Dr. Gaji is and who what we're talking about. The gelato shot, the, the gelato interview. Yeah, you can find all the cast of characters that we have around here by uh, going back and listening to different podcasts or checking out our blog. And um, we really appreciate you guys listening and sticking with us. All right. Back to work. Here she is, Zaz. Have a wonderful day. Les passants, passants, je passe mon temps à les regarder penser. Leurs pas pressés dans leur corps les Leur passé se dévoile dans les pas sans se soucier. Que suspicieuse à la vue, je perçois le jeu de pans. Leur visage comme des masques me fait l'effet répugnant. Que faire semblant, c'est dans l'air du temps. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. En effet, que de fait, le fait est que l'effet se reflète à sa capacité de prendre le fait tel qu'il est, sans se référer à un système de pensée dans sa tête. D'entendre déjà, c'était l'été hier encore. Le temps me surprend, semble s'accélérer. Les chiffres de mon âge amènent vers ce mois rêvé. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Charaya, la mbova, la valira, Chaque mois, ce jour, quand des cycles différents s'émarrent, c'est un monde qui m'anime à travers tant d'un état à un autre. J'oscille inexorablement. À suivre sur ces choses en moi à changer qui m'empêche d'être libre. Et voici se libérer, s'exposent dans les vitrines du monde en mouvement. Les corps qui dansent en osmose, ils se prennent, se confondent et s'attirent irrésistiblement. Par les temps, je cours à l'expression. Chaque émotion ressentie me donne envie d'exprimer les non-dits et que justice soit faite dans nos pauvres
passe, passe, passera, la dernière restera. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.